0: we express our praise and gratitude to allah we seek blessings upon the prophet all right continuing our exploration of surat al-baqarah we've started into the attributes of hypocrisy and let me just open up to that page that this is the third archetype we are now looking at the third model of belief and rejection once again let me know that you can see the screen yes okay good and so first we had the people of Taqwa going from Aya 2 to Aya 5 and then from there Aya 6 and 7 are the people of kufr rejection of faith and then aya 8 through 16 is going to be the attributes of hypocrites and so we've gone through 3 of the 4 the first is that they lie the second is that they deflect criticism and the third is that they're arrogant and or they devalue the community And also there are some other ongoing attributes of hypocrisy. One is a diseased heart. So that's not so much an action. A second is excessive focus on the self. And then we're going to add some more to this today, inshallah. But now getting to Ayah 15. Or Ayah 14 and 15. I probably listed this wrong, yeah. So I have 14. When they meet those who believe, they say, We believe. But when they are with their fellow shaitans, they say, We're actually with you, we're only mocking. It is Allah who mocks them, lets them go wandering blindly in their rebellion. The law, uh, think of it as just crossing boundaries that should not be crossed. Okay. So How would you describe this personality type? When they're with the believers, they say we believe, but when they're with shaitans, they say we're actually with you. We were just making fun of them. Thoughts?
1: I mean, it sounds very hypocritical.
0: Oh, yeah? Okay, sure. Thank you. (laughs) One One of the attributes of hypocrisy tends to be that they're very hypocritical. Okay, very nice. Good. So this would basically be that they're two-faced, Harvey Dent, right? So that when they're with the believers, we're with you. When they're with their fellow shaitans, they actually say, we're actually, we're with you. We're making fun of them. Uh, A side point, the term shaitan as one of the nicknames or titles of Iblis, which is also a nickname or title of Azazil, the accursed devil, Shaitan is essentially someone who knows right, but chooses to do wrong. And as all the South Asians in this uh, room can attest, that's also an expression of love from the parents. You know, Shaitan ke olad, olad is Shaitan, yeah. So there, <coughs> when we're adding this fourth trait, if we extend this down, whoops. If we extend this down, then a fourth trait, I of 14 and 15, is that they're two-faced. But now here's a question. Uh, The way each and every one of us is conducting ourselves here is all nice and pious and serious and quiet. But when we're with our closest friends or family, they see a very different side of us. Is that the same thing? Why or why not? That the way I conduct myself uh, in religious circles at the masjid or when I'm teaching, I'm this mature person. When I'm with my family, it's astonishing amounts of immaturity. Is this the same thing? Why or why not? What do you all think?
1: it's def- oh sorry you shouldn't go okay no you start to so go ahead with
2: um
1: i i mean i definitely have to say that it's a different i just can't think of like an like a rule like that kind of like you know distinguishes the two sure i mean i guess like one of them is just like i guess not as like deep as the other i feel like it's just like as simple as that mm-hmm. All Right.
0: what's the thought? what do you think
1: I don't think they're the same. I think that one of them involves an element of backstabbing or like speaking ill or treating another ill, yeah. Whereas the other one is more a matter of like um layers of access depending on how close you are to someone as yeah. opposed to not. And so yeah. the closer you are to someone the more layers they have access to when it comes to your personality and your comfort with like um showing your inner self essentially uh
0: that's exactly it that (laughs) what we're revealing of ourselves a small amount here and then what our friends will see will be much more of us what our closest friends and our family our closest family will see will be much much more of us and then there's the version of us alone where it's the whole person there whether we look at it or not is a different point point. and so there it is not a contradiction as you said layers that we're only showing each other a certain amount of ourselves in this class or in this case you know showing ourselves our names in a black rectangle except for two people but and then Sana's photo and then you know Noreen's uh, banner of Simo so so the point here is is that the version of me that you're seeing is not necessarily a contradiction of of the full version of me whereas what's being shown there is that when they're with the believers they're like this but then when they're with their shaitans they're not only like this they're not only different but they're also insulting uh, uh, uh the others however if when i'm with you i'm all nice and pious but if when i'm with other people i say you know you know that guy mustafa that guy Bilal, and i start nasty saying nasty things then it is the same thing and that is a fundamental problem of gossip that gossip by definition is the behavior of hypocrisy you may not be saying we're only making fun of them but gossip by its nature is literally two-faced behavior Because the gossiper, the backbiter, the slanderer isn't saying those things to the person themselves. And so so here, this also includes gossiper. I don't know if that's an actual word. Okay. Now, this is four attributes of the people of Taqwa, lying, deflecting criticism, arrogant, the community, and being two-faced, uh, being gossipy, backbiting, slandering, all those things. ayah 16 sums up the essence of this person. It is Allah who mocks, oh, sorry these are the people who bought error at the price of guidance so their trade brings no gain nor they have they reached the right path and it's actually the dean and so they're also not guided so what is hypocrisy hypocrisy is a choice and to make the point larger your whole existence is a series of choices From, let's say, hypothetically, the moment you wake up, do I wake up now, do I wake up later? What's the first thing I do after I wake up? What's the next thing I do after I wake up? And then so forth and so on, leading you all the way till the moment you come to this class. Some of you are actually in the class focusing. Some of you are in the class, most likely multitasking, looking at other things. Some of you are looking at TikTok right now. Maybe, maybe not. No response. Okay, so the point here is that you're making nonstop choices And that is what you and I are held to account for on the day of judgment. We're held to account for our choices. And sometimes you will have to choose between right and wrong. And the hypocrite is choosing wrong at the cost of guidance. So why would someone choose wrong? Just think of it as a simple Human trait, you have to decide between right and wrong, and we're speaking obviously in abstracts. Why would someone choose wrong?
1: It might be easier,
0: yeah, might be easier, might be fundamentally more profitable. Also, yeah,
1: yeah, also might be like that's what caters to one's whims, like appetites, essentially.
0: Sure. That uh, when we're speaking here of the profit doesn't necessarily mean financial profit. It could mean satisfaction of my appetite. It could mean in the, con- in the context of Bilal's example that uh, the profit is actually ease. But the promise is a double loss. If I have to choose between right and wrong and I choose wrong, the net profit I'm going to have is going to be zero. And I'm also losing guidance in the process. And so sometimes you have to choose between the path uh, of a loss and, and, you know, the wrong path or the right path and the wrong path. And if you choose the wrong path without an actual justification except that, okay, it's more profitable. Your net result will be net zero profit, and you're also sacrificing guidance. So if I lie on my resume, let's say I have a job and everything, but now I want a higher paying job. So I lie on my resume about my skills or about my salary, and I get the higher paying job. The net profit, the promise is that the net profit will still be zero. How? Perhaps my expenses will also go up. And then the other consequence is that I am also sacrificing guidance. Nadia, were you about to say something? Or not? So so essentially what we're saying is that the essence of hypocrisy is the choice, is a wrong choice. In fact, we should probably put this on the right side of the column. The essence of hypocrisy.
1: This is not it.
0: They choose misguidance for profits, and the result is no net profit. Sorry, my handwriting is really nasty right now. Okay. Any questions about hypocrisy so far? If we put all of these attributes together, for example, even choosing the easy way, the more profitable way that is wrong, a common element of hypocrisy is distrust of God. This is the opposite of the people of Taqwa. The people of Taqwa have thorough trust in God. The people of hypocrisy have distrust in God. Not lack of trust, but distrust. Allah is not going to take care of me. So I got to take these steps. Lack of trust is I hope he will. You know, I don't know if he will. I feel anxiety. That's different. Jewel says so. Hypocrisy is not just in relation to belief in Allah. We can make that analogy to everything, such as uh, resume examples. Uh, I want to say yes. When I'm using the examples that we gave. So, likewise, you know how I conduct myself with people. Yes, those are all indicators of, of hypocrisy. Okay. Any questions about this? blank stairs. wait are you all frozen or are you ex- no okay all right <laughs> like nobody is blinking everybody's heads we're, we're we're still so so now we've completed the third model of of belief or rejection there'll be a few more coming but these are the models we've looked at so far the person of Taqwa, the person of gufr in the person of nifak. The word nifak I haven't translated, which we normally translate as hypocrisy. The root, the etymology of the word, we said the etymology of of taqwa comes from the idea of shield and guarding yourself. That's infak, uh, uh, most of them. Nifak, yeah, what's uh, what's nifak? Yes, that's exactly it. So the root of Kufr is to cover, to bury. Nifak goes back to these old fortresses that if the attacker is coming from one side, they had a back door to escape from. Or this lizard that lived in the desert, maybe still lives in the desert, that, whose home would basically be a tunnel. So that if a predator comes in through one end, the lizard can escape out through the other. And so think of that as part of the essence of hypocrisy. You're always giving yourself a way out, even though it may be unethical or un-Islamic, as opposed to being all in. You keep your feet both. You try to keep yourself, so to speak, safe by keeping one foot in the deen and one foot outside of the deen. This is hypocrisy. And as mentioned with the examples of Abu Bakr and Omar, all of us should be concerned about falling into hypocrisy. That the consequence of hypocrisy, unlike rejection of faith, outright rejection of faith, the consequence of hypocrisy is not just hell and a hell lower than kufr, but disgrace in this world too. So, Disgrace can be translated as humiliation, massive loss, things like that. That is the consequence of hypocrisy. So as part of taqwa, taqwa, you're always shielding yourself from whatever hits you. How? By relying on God. Part of taqwa is to shield yourself, to prevent yourself from going down the path of hypocrisy. By always being on guard and another way to think about it is that the true believer evaluates everything that's right and wrong with themselves and they think wow either i'm a hypocrite or i'm so close to becoming a hypocrite the hypocrite isn't as concerned about this and more or less either intentionally or unintentionally or consciously or unconsciously regards themselves as a true believer Yeah, I don't need to worry about hypocrisy. I'm going to be fine. That's effectively saying you're a true believer. So all of us should be very concerned about falling into the path of hypocrisy. It's all the more scary because of two ways that it is described. One, in their hearts is a disease and Allah extends the disease. And two, when we're looking at the attributes Of the two-faced people, Allah mocks them, and then lets them go on wandering blindly. But the essence is rebellion. I don't want to do it this way. I want to do things my own way. And so this trust of God is synonymous with rebellion. We have a word in Urdu that comes from Arabic, but not used exactly the same way, zid, so did, stubbornness. And so imagine you have a reflex where anytime you're being called to do something right, your reflex is that you're going to do the opposite. And that's half my undergrads here, right? That, you know, if I call them to be upright, that's a guarantee they're going to try to go in the opposite direction. Especially if their parents tell them to do something. So then, you know, I'll tell them, okay, don't be upright. And then they'll try to be upright. But the point here is that it's like a switch uh, that you can turn on and off within yourself. That if the switch is on, you feel compelled to rebel against whatever goodness you're being called to. And if you turn the switch off, you're comfortable and conforming. And so every one of us has that switch inside ourselves. And for the hypocrite, the switch is on. Sabreen, you have a question.
2: So could you, um, like the or are like not known to yourself, that you're going down that path and not mm-hmm. be aware of it?
0: Well, look what the ayahs say. This uh I think your question is pretty deep because this is very scary. Uh so they think to fool Allah and those who believe but they fool nobody but themselves, but they don't perceive it. They're unaware that this is what they're doing. Okay, and then uh when the second attribute, they're the ones who are mischief makers, but they don't appreciate it. They don't realize it. They don't perceive it. And then, I, uh, 13, shall we believe as a fool's belief? No, they're the fools, but they don't even know it. They're not aware of it. They don't know. So, yeah, hypocrites don't realize. Hypocrites don't necessarily realize that they're being hypocrites, or they don't realize the gravity of it.
2: Is there a
0: way to come back from it? Uh, You can reach a point of no return, yes. But the first step in coming back from it is you seek forgiveness from Allah. And you consciously try to straighten yourself out. But what we're saying is one of the core elements is excessive focus on the self, distrust of God, and then this rebellion, which I'm speaking of as this switch. The switch where you just feel like no i'm going to do the opposite even though i know it's wrong even though i know it's foolish i'm going to keep the switch on and so what is the core what are we saying humility makes sense oh, Mustafa oh Sabrina i'm sorry what are you saying
2: i could better frightening I wonder what it'd be like if you try to bring that up to someone that used you view as that.
0: How Oh, I have that conversation all the time. And they're like, no, I'm not. Oh well,
2: i take it.
0: Yeah, the the response is to 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 uh, res- uh, push back on everything.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Do they in their brain like justify their actions to the point where they don't see this?
0: Well, think about a little kid who's like, no. You know, uh, they'll have their simple logic. uh, And they know that the path that they're going is fundamentally not good. But no, I'm going to do this. So a lot of these behaviors are almost seem like variations of childishness.
2: That's
0: like mind boggling. I like how Sabrina is like so mature. Because I'm having memories of conversations with a younger Sabrina. Anyway, just kidding. Just kidding, kidding.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you actually, 30 years or 30 years ago, where I'm sitting in your office going, no. No. Yeah. no. Mustafa, I lost.
0: Exactly. Mustafa.
1: So within the verses, you can see that, yes, uh, at some point... Um, hypocris- hypocrites don't realize they don't know they're unaware, but um, also preceding all of that, it starts with a choice, though. And so, there is an element of awareness initially, but then it just dissipates the more one yeah. does that, which I think is also explicitly mentioned within um uh Mm -hmm. um, it's like the more you do it the easier it becomes the less aware you become of what's going on yeah
0: and and so so the basic point being that uh yes exactly that there is some awareness in the choices you're making but if you justify it enough in your mind it becomes easy to be blind yeah, absolutely. Sabrine.
2: <laughs> Sorry, muted. Could you still feel guilty and then even act, behave that way, continue to behave that way?
0: So here you would be creating all kinds of narratives for yourself to even avoid all of those pricks of the conscious conscience. Whether it's guilt or remorse, you're justifying yourself. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good way to put it. It's a reflex, another good way to put it, it's lying to yourself. Yeah. So, like uh this is 30 years ago, and back I used to write for the school newspaper and I was writing all these articles about Islam and stuff, and I'd re- open up to this book. Uh maybe it's Mustafa's relative. His name is Ahmad Sakar. He those of us who are old remember him from from back in the day, he was one of the big figures. And and I didn't notice until like the fifth or sixth time that I kept opening up to the page on hypocrites. It wasn't even in the middle of the book, like just randomly looking for random things to quote, make me feel like I know things, so that I can write articles. And I kept opening up to the page on the hypocrites, and finally I, I realized I keep opening up to this page. And then I started reading, and then it scared the hell out of me. Hopefully, it literally scared the hell you know see what I'm saying there out of me, but. Um, I wasn't expecting such a powerful pun there. but um, uh, So then I started going back to that book. Just to reopen it to see if I landed on the hypocrisy page or not. I should do that again. I don't know what the book is anyway. So I probably lost the book. But um, uh, but yeah, this is a point to for all of us to be on watch. Not over other people. You're a hypocrite. No, but over ourselves. Uh, let's see uh sadi says you have to you have all the attributes of a hypocrite or even one of them would do oh wonderful question and then i think consistency of actions what makes one a hypocrite one can do something hypocritical but not one but not be one yeah i would uh, uh agree with the way mustafa is describing this if you have all of the attributes of a hypocrite then it is much harder to get out of it but you must never despair of the mercy of allah in opening your ways out Any other questions about hypocrisy? Again, uh, if there's just a few things you learned from my class, one thing was all the way at the beginning, when we're talking about the Ba, that one of the essences of all of Islam is connection, is relationships. In terms of your practiced life as a Muslim, another thing that if all you take from the class is this, then the class is a success, is you have to be very cautious and concerned about falling into hypocrisy. Mustafa.
1: So this might be a bit controversial. Go for um, it.
0: You're talking the most controversial <laughs> in all Chicago, so yeah.
1: Um, Due to, like, my experiences as well as interactions with different people, like, the part about lying to oneself is one that I became very cognizant of about a decade ago or so, to a point that I feel like that's the breaking point, more or less. It's like when you start lying to yourself in order to justify something, or... Mm -hmm make something in your mind permissible or okay. Yeah. Um, and I personally have like gone into conversations with people where I found that like, this is very obviously taking place and it's not always easy to tell someone, Hey, you should stop doing X because it's strong because they don't oh they're not always necessarily like willing to listen or sure. they're not in a place where it's easy for them to do, like there can be a number of complex reasons for sure. why they persist, and so the one thing that I end up like recommending or cautioning is even if you're gonna do something that is wrong and that you shouldn't do acknowledge it as such while you're doing it, because that would at the very least leave the door open for seeking forgiveness and repentance, mm-hmm. as opposed to start starting this narrative of, no, it's okay because of X, Y, Z, in which case you're probably going to close that door at some point, and you're going to lose your way entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like, Sometimes that's the best that I can do, but I've also been kind of bombarded by people for expressing this opinion before um, what's
0: what's what, wrong with this opinion? Why is it so controversial?
1: uh, because of the part of hey, even if you're gonna do this at the very least acknowledge that it's wrong uh... as opposed to no don't do this because it's wrong.
0: Okay, what you're speaking about is is a very common conversation in my office, right? So three different people will be coming to my office uh, struggling with alcohol, right? They're all Muslims. They already know uh, officially it's haram, but they're going to get three different answers. The lay person will say, I should tell all of them it's haram. We should stop drinking. That's not going to work, except in the rare case where it'll work. But if they're coming to my office, it means it probably didn't work. And so for one person, uh, I might be telling them that you need to find a different set of friends. Another person might tell you you need to do some research on what you're doing to yourself. For another person, you know, I might tell them exactly this, that, all right, at least acknowledge that this is wrong. If that's too hard, at least acknowledge that it's unhealthy. Sharia essentially is t- pushing into healthy behavior and pushing it away from unhealthy behavior. So, yeah, for in my office, that's this is what you're doing is just describes just textbook uh, care. So, uh, I mean, a lot by and large in our community, uh, we tend to see things only as black or white, you know, and haram or not. You know, and that's also how we teach the dean, which is why I have classes like this. You know.
1: And I like for a long period of time and my life was like that like everything was black and white mm-hmm. it took a series of experiences that were akin to shock therapy for me to mm-hmm. start processing oh well, people are more complex than mm-hmm. just black and white so yeah.
0: absolutely well it's good that uh, hopefully you're on the, the good path now Children. Serene. okay so I said to please-
2: for um, Mustafa, because the, I didn't know how to type this, so I thought I'd talk it out. I think consistency of action. Are you talking about like one action or all the attributes or one, two attributes or consistent, even if it's consistency of one single attribute, then you become a hypocrite as long as it's just consistency?
0: So, uh, so okay, if you lie once, probably not a hypocrite, right? If you're lying on a regular basis, you're in the path of hypocrisy, yes. The thing about lying that is much more scary is, and this is a hadith, uh, but it's, I feel like I've seen it literally happen with a few people in my life, uh, that if you keep lying, you reach the point where Allah stamps you as a liar. A and And that would be what we would call a pathological liar. And likewise if you keep speaking the truth allah may stamp you as a truth speaker like if you reach the point of being a pathological liar it's very hard to get out of it right if you reach the point of being a stamped liar okay. uh it basically means you're building a whole infrastructure of lies i mean there's a Uh, I have, you know, a couple uh, people in mind, one person for whom I literally thought that they had an alternate version of reality, just the way that their mind operated, and they were so smart, I literally thought that literally they just looked at everything differently. Until I realized, no, this is just a pathological liar. (laughs) Because they literally create a whole alternate reality that makes sense if you don't pay too much attention to it you know one of the 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 cases you know i've been on like 40 cases now of preacher misconduct one of the big ones i when i sat with this person listening to their story all of it made somewhat sense if you didn't pay attention to the details and i literally thought to myself this is what it's like talking to shaitan is at one level, it all made complete sense connecting the dots A to B, B to C, C to D, D to whatever E, F, G. And if you just pay a little bit of attention to it, it, it was all just a farce. So the point being that if you have one of these attributes consistently, you will probably take on the other ones too. Yeah, makes sense. In the Quran, uh, give or take, there's about 30 attributes of hypocrites. This is one set, and the common element here, in contrast to the people of Taqwa. People of Taqwa have thorough trust in Allah. These people have distrust in Allah. Sadia.
3: So it reminds me of our discussion in the other class, um, especially the fourth attribute about being two-faced. Um, And I think this was something that I needed to um, ask before. Um, I think I asked you on a chat or something. Anyway, so it was about how you treat the weak, Mm -hmm. right, in Sura Nisa. And I was actually getting to this aspect where there are a lot of people that, um, who say something in front of you, but, I mean, they're nice and kind and all, um, but behind your back, they're not that nice. They have a completely different opinion of you. Um, And let's say, okay, if you don't find out about that, fine. But if you do find out about that, uh, can you judge them to be a hypocrite? Can you Mm -hmm. say, oh, this is a two-faced person? And would they be in that category?
0: So, I would Like you
3: say in, like in Urdu, we say, Hey, Samne koch or piche koch, you know, Dilme coach or Bahar coach. This is a very common uh, phrase that we say uh, in Pakistan for these uh, people.
0: Oh, translated for everybody?
3: Um, So, uh, they have one thing in the heart, but they say another.
0: Yeah or in front of you they're one thing but you know behind you they say something there there's something uh okay so i'm cautious against a person classifying another person as a hypocrite but you can definitely decide okay i can't trust this person See, it's a it might even be a semantic difference but basically i think all of us decide okay yeah this is a person who is just not reliable This is a person I can't trust. Like I think of what I, when we're in these specific lessons, I always think of this one student of mine who is a fantastic student in just about everything, except for one thing. And that is that if he tells me, I'm going to call you later today, I know he will do everything else in the world, except I know guaranteed he's not going to call me today. If he says, I'm going to meet you tomorrow, I know he will do everything else but he will definitely not meet me tomorrow. And like he's just, it's like that part of his brain just doesn't operate. He will do 500,000 amazing things, but these micro commitments he makes and he's honest, he keeps his trust and everything, but this specific micro commitment he makes that I will do this today, I will do this tomorrow. It's like a guaranteed will not happen. That doesn't make him a hypocrite.
2: Probably ADHD.
0: Could be. Me. I mean, he he seems to not have ADHD for everything else, except for that specific micro commitment. And it's almost like when I have a conversation with him, I almost want him to make a commitment just so I can entertain myself to see if the streak that has been, <laughs> been going on now for about 12 years uh, will continue. Yeah.
3: Perpetually disorganized.
0: Just on one thing.
3: One thing. Yeah. If you commitment. see
0: his office, spotlessly organized. Right, oh. everything else,
3: you know. Oh, yeah. That's one thing. So. Now here's the second part of the question. So yes. in depth, uh, uh, related to that same ayah we discussed, that at least they're get they're getting passing grade for being kind in front of your face, whatever might be going on in their heart or in yeah. mind. So do we still believe that they're getting a passing grade when well, they are kind with us, but? i mean in front of us but not behind us
0: uh it could be that they are getting a passing grade for being kind to your face and then the amount that they cancel out by saying nasty things behind your back exceeds whatever reward they would have gotten for the kindness does that make sense
3: yeah so basically i think even the even their passing grade would be depending on their so ultimate intention
0: so it's net loss yes yeah you know but let's say imagine uh someone's nice to, you, to your face and then they die so they did not have the chance for what they were going to do was slander you horribly then maybe they'll still have a passing grade
2: mm. so.
0: makes sense
3: yeah because i wanted to know how do i react to this how do I I I don't want to be one who judges right I mean it's it's a struggle every day um with people so I want to make it better for myself and not be judging Mm -hmm. so at least now I have a clue okay I can just say at least they're getting passing marks
0: (laughs) That's, that's 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 good but yeah I'm also saying that it's uh all of us rightly will decide for ourselves okay i can't rely upon this person or i can't trust this person you know uh i'm thinking of another student who who presents himself as super pious right but only recently has he started actually fulfilling commitments that he makes so forget this the other student there's another student who will make 50 commitments and do none of those 50 commitments uh recently however uh, i've noticed that he's actually started you know doing what he would promise to do yes, so there there's also hope too so. mustafa
1: um, also i think thematically if we were to examine further verses within surah al-baqarah um, with regards to uh, when god talks about the tribe of israel Um, it's more for us to reflect on their behavior. Mm -hmm. And so I think similarly, when God talks about um, the hypocrites, it's more for us to reflect on that and like, for us to think of ourselves and um, realize whether we are on that path or not, rather than to go after others yeah if you're if
0: you're looking for the flaws in other people, you probably have other flaws uh, uh, within yourself as well. yes. Any other questions, thoughts, reflections so we can saying I'm starting to wonder and worry about half my relatives. okay, focus on ourselves, not the relatives. but yeah, Sabrine
2: That was my first question. Would you tell me if I was going down that route? because I'm also questioning putting myself down. I uh, yes. think it's like that first week of class where the professor announces that you do not self-diagnose and do not self-diagnose your relatives either. But then yeah. all you do is diagnose it, right?
0: <laughs> Okay, that's for abnormal psychology, right? You know, <laughs> so for example, for, I think I mentioned in this class before that, you know, for Sabrina, for, for your generation, everything gets classified as like trauma. And then, and then for my current undergrads, everything gets gets diagnosed as gaslighting and narcissism, right? Yeah, or trauma. Your generation, everything is trauma and ADHD, you know. Yeah. And then for this generation, everything is gaslighting. And then he's a narcissist, but yeah, uh, Jewel is. Uh, so spiritually, however, no, you should absolutely be self diagnosing. Yeah, you know? of course, it is better to do that with a teacher. Like, for example, ask- uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's
2: why I asked. I'm self-reflecting and asking okay. you to give me some of <laughs>
0: Okay, say. We can, okay, we can, we, can, we can get in those conversations then offline. Yes, uh, I didn't respond to that part of your text, but yeah. Um, but relate to that. Yeah, like, for example, I always have these undergrads who think they're, they've mastered life, and they'll, they'll say, tell me anything. I can handle anything. You know, give me any criticism. And I'll tell them, you can't handle criticism. And then they just lose their minds. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions, thoughts, reflections about hypocrisy? Jewel says, uh, is this a state of both the tongue and the heart? Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it's a state of the heart that manifests in the tongue. Anything else? Alrighty then. We will stop here tomorrow, inshallah. We'll start Ayahs 17 through 20, in which we'll get into metaphors of belief and rejection. Right now, we've just had straightforward attributes. Here is what a person of taqwa is like. Here's what a hypocrite is like. And tomorrow, we will get into attributes of these people. And so that'll be an interesting shift of approaches. All righty may Allah reward you all, inshallah and we will see you tomorrow assalamu alaykum wa wa